Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, a man who has a permanent address at the seventh circle of hell, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the hydrant. With me this week is Joy Honer. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. 100%. I'm really excited to chat, and it's been a while, so it's going to be really nice to connect. It, it, it has been a while. It's great to see you again. Uh, Joy is the Director of Alumni at FHE Health, and it's Florida House Experience, which I, I never knew. Now, FHE Health is a nationally recognized, duly accredited mental health and addiction treatment facility offering safe, effective, medically integrated behavioral health care to revitalize brain function and restore health to patients and their families. It's a residential and outpatient facility. Joy's been doing this for over 30 years. I mean, at a bunch of different treatment centers all over the country and different aspects of the addiction recovery and wellness uh, world. On a personal note, uh, just because I know she has over 40 years of sobriety herself, which is a marvelous landmark, one day at a time. And aside from that, she's a licensed Zumba instructor. So we'll talk a little bit about, about that as well. <laughs> so just ahead a little. So um, I have to imagine that given the current state of the world and the pressures and the pandemic and the opioids that are flooding the market, your industry has probably been a little busy the past 10 or 15 years. Absolutely. Obviously, the opioid epidemic, the the mental health crisis that came with, you know, being locked down for so long, a lot of that definitely has impacted people's outreach. And, but at the same time, I'm always, I'm an end person. So, right. so, you know, this and that, it doesn't have to be this or that. So, and we've raised awareness of mental health issues. Mm. We've raised awareness of substance use disorder. People are more transparent about their recovery and their use history. And people are more transparent with their mental health struggles and not just celebrities and those people we see. And, and that's also, I mean, that's valid. I mean, that's their experience and they're being honest, but also even neighbors and friends, like for instance, my son, who's 27, he's had his direct circle of young men that he met in high school over the years have been engaged in some sort of mental health services. The young people nowadays are having more conversations around that. They're, they're seeking help. And honestly, back when I was young, you know, we, but truthfully, back when I was young, we didn't talk about this stuff. You know, we didn't talk about it. Right. And, and, you know, I find myself at this stage of life saying the same thing back in my day. I mean, it's just, it just comes up all the time, but it's absolutely true. I mean, I think back to, you know, growing up and, you know, all those things that were kept hidden in the closets, it's, you didn't find out about until later is like, you know, Mrs. A was an alcoholic and this one was an alcoholic and, you know, it, it just never entered your sphere of consciousness. Whereas now, thankfully, it's it's an open book and, you know, it's kids are talking about it and which is a good thing. Uh, the tough thing is that they're constantly bombarded with it seems like there's a, a new drug or a new or new something, you know, like the pandemic. There, here's some more pressure for you. Here's here's Absolutely. some more things to really uh, mess around with your your mental health. And well, social media, you know, yeah, um, exactly. so, you know, social media as we didn't have that. You know, I didn't have people bombarding me with either positive or negative feedback. I didn't, you know, we didn't have that sphere of publicity that and and public commentary that has, you know, been a part of today. And, and it's it's you know, it's it's a double-edged sword because while the, the 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 channels of information have increased, so have the channels of abuse of that information where you know you hear stories constantly about these kids getting bullied online or you know kids committing suicide because of things that have happened online or or you know and everybody records everything and posts it so you know it's 
it, it's it's a kind of a double-edged sword and it seems to the pressure on it seems to be getting greater and greater with time absolutely absolutely so it so and that's the piece the good news is that we are able to change that we are able to you know there are so many ways that people can access treatment and support I mean, there is from the inpatient residential to partial hospitalization, to individual counseling, to group counseling, to peer support, to religious support, to service related support. You know, some people, mm. it's just good for them to get out of themselves and go help somebody. You know, volunteerism, right. and and that works for some people. Other people need more structure and accountability, so they need a therapy. You know, there's there's so many ways that people can um, change their change their thinking processes, change their structure, change their habits, um, and and there are multiple ways to do that. So it's it it is in some ways a challenging time. You know, I, the other piece is um, uh, the economy. You know, the economy yeah. is 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 there. There's a lot of disparity now. That that you know that the 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 what's the word the the difference between the haves and the ha you know those that right. have and those that have not is much wider gap nowadays because the economy. So you know, there there's a lot. There is a lot that that. Um, I think that there's a lot to do right and there's a lot to to grow from and there's and there's a, we have we have both come forward in a positive way and we've been challenged in other ways you know what i mean and so that balance is what we have to work with um you know but it, i think i oh go ahead it's it seems the the tone of recovery and uh wellness has shifted a little bit. I don't want to say it's softened because that's may not be the right word, but it's definitely shifted. I mean, you think back to the days of Bill W and Dr. Bob and Clancy and all the really hard liners that, you know, it's boom, 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 boom. This you do it this way or you're gonna go drink. And and it seems that lately it seems to be more being treated as more of a family dynamic where it's just not the individual they're, they're trying to get everybody involved in in the healing process and is that kind of a, an accurate assessment of what's going on well there are two really important pieces you mentioned there so the first one being um that a lot the the, the treatment industry let's face it grew up on and started with people who were involved in one fellow, you know, one organization. And so they had this one way, but like all diseases, we have continued to learn about how to treat them. You know, people aren't right. going, Oh, this cancer treatment works. So we're going to stop researching it. Right. And, right. You know, this can't, cause this cancer treatment only works for a certain type at a certain time at a certain way. There, there's always research going on for diseases, mental health diseases and um, and physical diseases. So why not? You know, if, if right. the only thing, what is the saying? Uh, if the only if the only tool you had is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that's the beauty of it is that we know more and we can do more now. Right. You know, we you know, we have a we have a wider toolbox. There's, for instance, Peer-led support groups. There are probably thirty to forty now that I can mention. You know, right. some are obviously are well more well known and more people are more familiar with. But I, I say this, and you know, if you're if you're a Satanist, there's a program for you. You know, if you're a if you're a don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Sorry, anybody. sorry. I know people hate when I say that one, but you know. But if you're a, if you're an agnostic, there's a program for you. If you're an intellectual, and you, you know, there's a program for you. If you're a, if you're a Buddhist, there are actually two programs for you. If you're you know so yep. and 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 again, that's just peer support. There is EMDR. There is DBT. There is. Um, breathwork there are a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of ways to approach mental health disorders and addiction 
um, or substance use disorder is what we now call it, um, mental health disorders and substance use disorder, there's a whole toolbox. So, right. you know, I've really become an advocate because I grew up in recovery, you know, self-help groups. And I grew up in, and, and I love them. They gave me a way to manage and get well. And, and they still, I still operate in that mindset, you know, right. um, how can I be of service? Take responsibility for myself. Right. Self-examine. And, and, you know. and there's all sorts of validity. You know, it was, I was talking about it softening, but there's still all sorts of validity in that approach that Absolutely. those groups took that, you know, getting out of yourself and being of service and being responsible for things. That's that's just that the cherry on top of the cake, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, you know, the 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 flip side for me, as long as I've been in recovery has always been one. I it's important for me to say that while it's dangerous to return to using, this is a chronic disease and people do that. You know, right. I don't want everyone, anyone to think that people who struggle or stumble in their, in their attempts to be in recovery and they're finding their way and they're figuring out what works and they, and they may return to using or may not like, don't give up hope and keep trying because 42 years that has been put together three months at a time is still 42 years while I'm very grateful and feel like in some ways very, very lucky um, that I got one thing right. I didn't do a lot of things <laughs> right, but that was one thing so far that I've gotten right. You know, I also am very mindful of not wanting to people to get discouraged, especially when your loved one struggles and, and right. keep encouraging them to work towards the solution. Don't give up on them and say, well, you know, you can't get it together because they, this might be the day they get it together, yeah. you know? So, so I always have to kind of throw that out there because I am a mad, you know, I am really, really blessed. I am, I, I am very easily because there it is. I very easily can touch the gratitude that I have that relates to my recovery. Like right. it's right there because it's real and it's genuine. And I know that my life was significantly changed Right. Because of the path that I was given and the gifts that I was given in recovery. So, and that's probably the, the single biggest thing that, that any of us in recovery, and I shouldn't say that as a group, I should just talk about myself, but accessing that gratitude. And you were talking about 42 years, you know, grateful for 42 years, three months at a time. To me, for the person that's, that's struggling, 24 hours is just as big a landmark. Mm -hmm. as as 42 years because hey look what you did you made it 24 hours and you can just keep going on that one step at a time and you're human and nobody's perfect and that's the way it goes exactly i know a woman that was narcan 14 times mm. today she's a wife and a mother in recovery and alive because that 14th you know people didn't say after the 13th time oh well you know she doesn't deserve this you know why why you know that right. that fourteenth time stuck, you know. For those and, who may not know, explain what Narcan is. Oh, Narcan um, is it, it reverses opioid overdoses, so it okay. gives a person the chance to breathe. It's like the, it's like an AED for substance use. So it's you know it's it and and honestly, I strongly encourage anyone who has any interaction with. I carry it. I just, I carry it. And, and I think it's, it's a life-saving tool. It gives people another chance. Narcan reverses the effects of opioids. It is strictly opioids. So it's not for alcohol. It's not for any other substance, but it will save somebody's life. It will prevent or reverse a, a life-threatening overdose. Right. And you're starting to see more and more commercials about that on on t uh, particularly on on uh, the public stations that they're starting to pay attention to that and throw some ads up there which is is really cool to see. All right, let's let's talk about something that's that's connected to all of this. How did you get into Zumba? <laughs> well, um I got connected I started to uh, I got connected to Zumba by taking a Zumba class in a gym. 
and in fact, my one friend who uh, was taking it at a YMCA said to me, um, you got to try this. You're going to really love it. I have always loved dance. I have always loved to dance. And, and, you know, I like exercise, but to me, you know, I call it the treadmill. Getting on a treadmill is just not my gig. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I mean, I'll do it if I have to. I have actually run the Disney Marathon, the Disney Half Marathon, the Disney 10K, you know, only for Disney. Trust me, I don't run for Mickey. I don't, anybody but Mickey. But, but you know, I, but it's not my thing. Um, and so I started taking Zumba, and within a year of taking it, the woman that was teaching the class, Michelle, um, she's like my Zumba mom. Um, <laughs> she suggested, she said, you know, maybe you should get licensed. You really love doing this. You know, you have a, you, you seem to have fun doing it. And Jim, you know, I'm animated. Um, you know, no. like for me to get in front of a class, <laughs> you know, I might be a little shy, not, um, yeah, you know, I have, yeah, just a little reserved. <laughs> you know, she was like, you have the personality for it. And, there are a couple of things that I love about Zumba and, and they, and they do speak to my recovery in some ways. So one is, so for me, music is spiritual. There's a component that touches me in a way that creates joy and connection. And I think, I think music is spiritual. Um, and so I was really drawn to, to that piece of it, that, that it celebrates life. And the second piece is, has to do with being a female, um, and it, and it's about body image. So Zumba is for everyone. I mean, I'm a, I'm a short, chubby, 59 year old woman. You know, I I don't look like uh, you know I'm not sure. I can't even say who. You know, tall, thin. I'm a I'm a uh, you know uh, you're a normal I'm a, looking person. I'm a normal looking human. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I look like everybody else, and or you know lots of people that I know. And yet, when I get into Zumba, I don't, I have no sense of, I love my body and have no sense of shame. And, and, and I say that because, dude, we shake our asses. Can I say that on, can I say that on here? Um, okay. Like we shake, I mean, you know, I'm a 59 year old woman who can twerk. I'm just saying. Okay. Now, now I'm sure you have not met lots of those, but I am one of them, you know, I mean, um, and Zuma well, you is can just kind of rock me to sleep tonight with that. Image exactly. In my head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but so Latin dancing is very sexy and, and Zumba does world dancing. I mean, they do do African rhythms, um, you know, Bollywood, Indian, soca caribbean so there's all kinds of and that's the other the other piece that i fell in love with zumba about is that you know here i am at the time i live in florida now but at the time i was living in rural pennsylvania and there were all these women that came rural. to my class that never heard of daddy yankee and they're like oh who is that can i download that on my you know what what song is that can i listen to that you know it's kind of funny i mean lots of people know who daddy yankee is but, um, you know, most people in Wernersville, Pennsylvania did not know Daddy Yankee, <laughs> trust me, you know, um, or even what <laughs> reggaeton is. So, um, you know, so so I also like the fact that Zumba Fitness introduces people to cultures and music and languages that they would not otherwise be attracted to. So not only is it exercise, I mean, I have a song that pr I probably... I'm thinking about 50 squats, maybe there's in one song, you know, some of it's not, some of it's dancing. Look at Jim's face. I love it. He's like, Ugh. you know, I mean, it really is exercise. It's cardio. Sometimes it's muscle engagement, the muscle memory stuff, like um, the fact right. that you're not always doing everything at the same time in the same way is, is really healthy. So there's just a lot of reasons why this was attractive to me. And I, you know, me, Jim, I, get energy from people, um, from en encouraging people, from supporting people, some people, you know, so really the Z Zumba class is not about me. It's about them. You know, people, good teachers are not teachers because what they do about, like, I, I'm not, I'm not up there to perform for everybody. I'm up there to give them the best experience that they can get at my fitness class. And so that's what I operate from. And I think that that's kind of 
you know, that goes back to like being of service. Right. Um, and, and why I'm in alumni services, because being able to encourage people, to validate people, to help people stay connected, get connected and stay connected. Zumba is like another version of that, just a little bit sassier, you know what I mean? Just a little <laughs> bit more, you know, because, no, you know, I don't think I'm going to do any, you know, like a tone in the alumni services office, but um, you never know. You know. Well, that's true. That is true. That- <laughs> All your coworkers are going to be, I think Joy's losing it. We have to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to scare them off too soon. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not at FEG that long. I want to give it a little time before I, uh, you know. Well, we could do um, an entire show on, on, body image because it's one of my hot buttons and, and I don't want to go down that road because we'll be here three or four hours. Yeah. But yeah. that that's, that to me is as is, is big a crisis in yep. the world as, as anything else. But like I said, we'll, we'll leave that alone. So we'll, <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Let me ask you some of these silly questions and okay. see what you can come up with. All right. Okay. What song should play every time you walk into a room? All right. So the first one that came to mind was, I believe that we will win by Pitbull. So again, okay. that goes back to Zumba. So if, but it's, it's, it's a song. So he starts out with what's the, there's this, he talks about fear in the song. So the first set of this first piece of it. Oh, and it says we can either run from it or deal with it. And he says it in the beginning of the song. And then it goes on to, I believe that we will win. And it's a little chant, you know what I mean? So I think that song is powerful and empowering and really, um, and see, again, I get choked up. The (laughs) one thing that recovery has given me, the funniest thing that you would never guess what I got from identifying that I was powerless over substances Recovery empowered me, mm-hmm. empowered me to be responsible for myself, make changes when necessary, look at myself. I'm not afraid of It opens of a lot of me. doors. Once, it does. Once you, once you get to that point, all these other doors start opening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm solid in who I am. I know who right. I am. I'm not afraid of myself. And I know people that spend their lives running from themselves, whether they have a use disorder or other things. You know, I'm, I've dealt with it. You know, right. I've looked myself in the eye. I've looked my history in the eye and I'm not afraid of it. So I, I and I actually chose that song. I was teaching in the pandemic. I was teaching Zumba virtually in people's oh, living wow. rooms. You know, I was doing Zoom, Zoom, Zumba. And uh, and I picked up on that song and it was just a song that makes me feel like like a champion. Yep. That's you know? cool. What breed of dog would you be? Oh, I do think I do. I am in love with anything that is mixed with a poodle. One, because they don't <laughs> shed. But two, because they're like, but I like, uh, what is it? The poodle lab. What's the one that's mixed with a lab? Labradoodle. Yeah. They're, I just think they're stinking cute. And, <laughs> and poodles, poodles are friggin' adorable. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, and they're smart. They're also smart dogs. Right. You know, my dog is, he, he knows who, he knows who runs the house and it might not be me <laughs> sometimes. Um, okay. But I, I think I would be a poodle mix. Labradoodle. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Big old floppy Labradoodle. And I'm going to ask you this because it, it directly relates to your main obsession. What Disney character are you most like? Whoa. Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I, 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 uh, I would say probably cause she's feisty and she's strong and she's stubborn. Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. <laughs> and okay. she bops around from place to place doing a little bit of magic. Magic. You know what I mean? So probably, I just feel like Tinkerbell, though, like I feel a little tougher than a fairy, to be honest with you. So I struggle, like, I'm just, I'm like a tough Tinkerbell. So, you know, I'd probably, you know, be a little, little, Tinkerbell with a little bit of street in her. You know what I mean? So. (laughs) 
so, Tinkerbell with attitude. Okay, we like yeah, that. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but that's a good question. Which one so, would you be, Jim? I'm just asking you. What do you think? I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. Uh oh. More than likely, I think I'm closer to uh, Donald Duck. I could see that. Because, I can because uh, I can go along and then I can just freaking lose it and yes. lose my mind. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of uh, Donald Duck in me. Yep. I think, yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Probably, you know, the F word. Okay. I, I, and, and, you know, I'm going to be honest here. If you drive with me, you'll hear me say it. <laughs> I, I, I realized like driving a long time with ago, my wife, you know, it's just <laughs> really? like, oh God, it's just like, you know, the story I tell everyone is that we were driving through uh, Manhattan and I was driving and she was like leaning out the window, screaming at people who were like in the way. And I'm like, you're going to get us killed. <laughs> so. well, I have learned to like, just keep the, the words inside, like I've say them, but in, in my car, I don't roll. I try not to, I try even not to give finger, you know, there's just, it's a little dangerous these days to do that. I really want to, but a lot of times I just have a narrative. Like, really, did you really get your license? Why did, did somebody give you, you know, like I, and I'll just like have this narrative for them. Like, you know, you don't really have a license. I know you really don't have a license, you know. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking of? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like what the, uh, you know, and that's where the F comes out. Like what the, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's funny when my son was very, 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 very young, he used to, we used to have this swear jar, you know what I mean? But then I realized that whenever he was in the car with me, I would have to pay for his entire college degree one of my guests uh holly adams we were talking about this and and she with her kids had a swear jar as well and you had to put a quarter in every time she was driving and someone cut her off and she let forth a string of expletives and her son was in the car with her and her son turned to her and went mom that's a dollar 75 so yes. <laughs> yep exactly 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 if you were an ice cream flavor what would you be mm. well my first thought was rocky road and i have no idea why because i'm not even like i was just thinking because it was a bunch of mix of bunch of different things but then like i settled on mango because i am a little bit sassy you know what I mean? I think all that Zumba has given me a little bit of a, a Latino flair. I am not by any means Latino, but uh, but I like the islands. I like Caribbean. I like Puerto Rico. I'm, I'm, my brother-in-law is from Puerto Rico. I love being well, and and you know, I love all things Disney. So I've been to many Disney cruises, to many Caribbean islands, and uh, there's there's that that mango coconut kind of flavors would be right. i think my vibe so to speak that's cool who would play you in a movie about your life um who was the one that did the the oh my gosh i can't remember i love her and actually people used to say it like years ago that we kind of looked alike it was uh she was in the one movie where she she had an apartment in New York City and there was a safe room. I can't remember her Jody name. Jodie Foster? Yes. I think Jodie Foster could play me. Okay. Yeah. I had I someone think, else I think... in my mind, but that, that works. Oh, really? Who? I got it. I got to know now. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, she's a, she cracks me up. Yeah. You're right. Was... You're right. Energy wise. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I got to. I'm going to have to agree. <laughs> I, I'm, I get, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. I yep. get what you're saying. Here's a good one for you. What advice would you give yourself at age 15? I would say it, at this point in my life now, I have no regrets about how things happened because they really <laughs> turned out really beautifully. I, I definitely made some poor choices in, in my early life. Hence the reason oh, why I got into recovery so quickly, you know, so early because I, I don't think I would have made it to 21 to be honest with you, but I would say this, and I think this is still that advice is 
don't spend time worrying about what others think of you. Spend time worrying about what you think of you. You know, at the end of the day, and I think their recovery coin says to thine own self be true. You know, at the end right. of the day, I'm the person that has to look in the mirror and be okay with what I'm doing and where, and sometimes I'm not going to be people's vibe and, and, and they're not going to be mine. You know, we're not, right. that, but, but where I struggled and I think that part of what I not only did work around my substance use, but I also come from a family where there was addiction. So I learned to be a people pleaser in order to kind of avoid certain things. You know, I, sure. I, I, I developed this wonderful radar that let me kind of, and, and I learned in recovery, I had to put that down. I had to, that was not healthy for me. I actually literally probably got sober more because I was a people pleaser than I wanted to be sober. I, you know, I didn't want to disappoint my sponsor. I didn't want to, and so it was good. My pathology was very helpful in the beginning. Sometimes, sometimes the things, you know, that's the thing about, that's the thing about wellness and growth, right? Is that things that are helpful and that serve us eventually sometimes don't. And that's why this process of saying, you know, of, of self-reflection is helpful because things the things that got me sober are not the, the, the traits that helped me get sober in early recovery or get into early recovery aren't traits that I could carry through to sustain it. I, cause right. I had to learn how to say no. I had to learn how to stop people pleasing. I had to learn to be able to be more assertive for myself. But in the, in the beginning, those exact things are what made me keep showing up because I didn't want to, you know, Disappointed. No one gets into, you know, the only reason people would go into recovery is because their life's a, a complete total mess. So no one in my mind goes into recovery with, okay, it's time to start focusing on me now. It's it's more of, okay, I guess I got to do this. And the, the focus that shifts to self-care comes with time, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I got to take care of myself. I better go here. No, it doesn't work that way. You go there because your life is just a shithole and it's just, you got no other option. And this is what I have to do right now. Well, and I hope you don't mind. I'm going to challenge that just a little bit because you okay. don't have to wait until the shithole is there. True. Um, and, and that's one thing that we've really, um, if, if you look it up, there's a, there's a, you can engage in some kind of support therapy help, even if you're going, this is kind of not good. This is kind of like, you don't, I mean, you, you can wait until the shit hits the fan. And for some people that works, but I literally, so Jim, I don't know if you know this as part of my story, I got sober because I walked into an AA meeting as a joke. I really, I, I had been raised with, uh, substance use disorder in my household. I I started er, using substances at a very early age, so using to me was not abnormal. It was a foreign life. It wasn't yeah. Much, yeah, you know, it was what I was comfortable with. So right. my friend was court ordered to go to a meeting uh, by her probation officer because she had been caught drinking underage, and and she had to go to actually um, three meetings a week. And she asked me to go, and I was like, okay, that'll be Whatever. fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I got in there. And I was like, Oh my God, they're talking about me. Like, mm -mm. this sounds like me. So, you know, so, but again, that's my story. The thing is, is I want people to know is that your, your bet, what doesn't work for you is enough. So it could be the shit has hit the fan and everything is a mess, or it could be one thing is a mess. And that could be even an internal thing. We know lots of people that got into recovery that are highly successful business people and managed giant companies, but internally and relationship wise and family life and all that other stuff was falling apart. Right. But that was the one thing that they held up. Oh, look, I'm good because, you yeah. know, I can do this. So, you know, I get what you're saying. That's some people enter recovery and that was your story, but you can always step into not only recovery, but mental health help, you know? Right. So, and, and, know. and my, my comments definitely were a gross generalization and, and it's not even just recovery. If 
you know, you are dealing with someone who is struggling with addiction. You have a place to go and you don't need to, to crash and burn. There are support groups out there for the for the co's. And, you know, I'll just say Al-Anon is kind of a, a broad brush stroke, but I know there's other venues besides that. But yeah. so it's it's not just for addicts and, and people struggling with addiction. And, you know, going back to the days when, when you and I were working together, you know, when you had the parents group and it was parents of the kids that were struggling with addiction. And when that started, I mean, floodgates opened. I mean, it was just yeah. like unbelievable. It was that amazing. They it was needed amazing. a place to go. So it's, yeah. Well, not only that, but what we saw and what we continue to see is the parents stopped talking about their kids and started talking about themselves. You know what I mean? And that is, is a, it's a, it's a, that's a big leap to get to. And it takes a while for some folks. Cause you know, the identified problem is the person that uses substances, but parents and, and, and family members also grow from looking at themselves. So, no, yes. so, so with the goal being, cause we all can't control what happens for somebody's path, whether it's mental health, addiction, you know, substance use disorder, you know, we can't, as, as individuals outside of that, we can't control that, but we can control ourselves. So right. we have, you know, we have, so those parents coming together and what they did for each other. Um, and that's, that's the stuff that, I mean, it, don't, I'm not kidding. It's kind of like a Zumba class. Like you give people the tools and they engage with each other. It's like, right. it's what creates, what, what sustains itself. And like I said, a lot of those, those family meetings are, a lot of them are still meeting. And, mm. and, you know, uh, a lot of them are still like, when I think of Kim Rubenstein and her, um, her be a part of the conversation organization, they do education, they do prevention education they do recovery education and this is a family member who whose loved one experienced a use disorder who decided to turn that into the opportunity to be of service which mm -hmm. i go back to you know the opportunity to give back and 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 helps people you know helps families figure out and and not only how to navigate their use in their relationship with their loved one but just increase their skills all you know their coping skills right one of the things I think is that for some people, they are rigid and hardcore in their beliefs because it's what keeps them safe. Sure. It, it, you know what I mean? Like if I, this is, this is the belief that I have to have because this is all that this has to be for me. They're, they're not even necessarily always coming out of a place of ego. They're almost coming out of a place of like, um, self-preservation and they don't sure. know um you know they don't mean to be and like you said i mean and all that can change right i mean you, you right. could be in a, in a spot now of like i have to do this because this is going to keep me sober and I, and I cannot deviate from this and that can work over time and then that can also change over time as you know, attitude shift and you know the things that work for the individual person start growing and shifting and and that kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely, there are some very good people that you know started in such a hardcore manner, but have like blossomed out into I've, other things that it's just wonderful. yeah. Well, you know, I would like to think that my identity is rooted in you know my story, and at the same time, I'm a person in the world. You know, I'm a person, I'm a human. I, I, yes, I'm a person in long-term recovery as well, but I'm a human. I, I, I am a, I, I see myself as part of my community, as part of my peers, as part of my colleagues, as part of my Zumba people, as part of my, you know, I, and, and, and I think that sometimes that transition, there was, I think, an, an, an maybe my second or third year where I really struggled with like, what's my identity and what's recovery? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cause you know, I kind of was a walking, talking slogan, you know, human for a really long time. And, and that's good. That's what, that's what worked for me. But as I grew, I had to be able to flex some of that and figure out what the next steps were and what, you know, my recovery didn't look the same at 10 years as it looked in 20 years, as it looked in oh, 30 sure years, not. as it looked yeah. in 40 years. And, and that is to me a testimony of recovery. 
That's exactly yeah. the way it's supposed to be. I don't think that they invented the 10th step so I could do the same exact thing in the same way and say the same things and go to the same things and talk to the same people forever. That, you know, that, yeah, it's it's about growth. If, and if I'm, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And, and you know, I, my spiritual, you know, like I have a spiritual life but I don't have a religious life. And for some people, religion is something that's really, really helpful for them. For other people, you know, I find more of a naturalist kind of humanistic, mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of joke, but I, but, but this is true. Now I think crystals are weird and I'm kind of like, all right, they're kind of weird, but I have some, <laughs> I have some in my office. You know what I mean? Like, okay, how does this vibration help me? I don't really know, but just in case, I got some amethyst, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, and, and again, always evolving, always questioning, always, um, you know, I think it comes down to, for me, you know, and this is kind of a saying, love and service, you know, right. um, if I can keep those two things in front of me and try to do the right things for the right reasons, things have been pretty good. <laughs> you know, I mean, Can't not perfect, but well, you know, there's no such thing as perfect. Exactly. There is no such thing as perfect. I mean, it's we're human and it's one day at a time and you learn and you move on and you go and do. So, all right, I'm going to ask you a couple things here that are either or kind of questions. I'm going to give you two things and you just tell me what your preference is. Okay. Bananas or watermelon? Banana. Library? I do too. I love both. Library or museum? Oh, Jim. <laughs> That's just mean. That's like mean. <sighs> Museum. Art wins. <laughs> Toilet paper over or under? Oh, are you kidding? Over. I don't know what's the matter with people. <laughs> the Come number on. of people that are just absolutely militant about this is just <laughs> mind-blowing to me it's, just, it's great and it doesn't matter which side of the argument you're on it's a pretty they're militant yeah, yeah it's, it's just like, that's hilarious that is hilarious so, oh my gosh amusement park or day at the beach mm. i'd say well mm, that's tough too Okay, so you know I'm going to say this. If it's Disney, it's hands down the answer. But Disney to me is not an amusement park; it's an experience. Like Hershey Park is an amusement park. Disney is Disney. It, they're they're kind of two different types of experiences. But but given the fact that if someone said to you, you want to go to to Disneyland and or World or go to oh, you know uh, yeah. Daytona Disneyland, Beach. yeah, Disneyland, yeah, so. or Disney World. You're right. Or Disney. Yeah. You're I'm right. going there next week, by the way. Just, I know you're shocked. <laughs> <That's> a surprise. <laughs> no. Passenger or driver? Driver. Yeah, no surprise. Yeah. There. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Which superpower would you rather have? Invisibility or shape-shifting? Hmm. Shape-shifting. Because I think it would be kind of cool to experience what other things experience in their shape. Okay. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Speak. Would you rather give up your cell phone for a month or bathing for a month? Ooh. You know, that's kind of a gross question. But... <laughs> Man, you know, I should, I feel pressured to give up my cell phone just because who doesn't want to bathe for a month, but that would be hard, which is kind of, you know, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that I'm that connected to my phone. So I hate the answer, but the honest answer is I would kind of rather be stinky. It would be tough because I'm, it's how I, you know, I mean, you know, Although I can get most of what I don't need done on my iPad, so that would kind of be cheating. But if I had to cut the cell service off, I guess I'd be smelly for a month, Jim. I'm sorry. <laughs> would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Uh, I like the green. 
I think probably because I'm a Disney, I, I because I'm a Disney fanatic, I am really used to being in line. I have developed That's coping true. skills, strategies. I have numerous games on my cell phone. I have headphones. There's also a game where you put the phone up and people guess like it's almost like yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, Played I've seen that. people play. Yeah. So I've managed to navigate standing in line and just like creatively. Yeah. Developed. But that's only because of my Disney-ness. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's. Uh, right. <laughs> Would you rather have to eat only liver for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day? You said only liver, right? Only. Okay. So I'm just playing numbers here. If I have to watch one episode, I'll deal with it reluctantly, but I cannot, I'm a foodie and I can't eat one thing. I couldn't do that. So I would have to put up with the Kardashians for an hour. If that was the sacrifice that I got okay. for being able to eat a variety of things. Gotcha. Would you rather have one wish granted today or three wishes granted in 10 years? Can I wish for more wishes? There's <laughs> always one wise ass in every I crowd. know. I'm a smart ass. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, oh. Well, I have learned that being patient can be a good thing. So I'm going to go. For three in 10 years. Okay. I'm going to go for it because mm -hmm. I think. And then I would also have 10 years to think about it. So right. I also would not be wasting it. You know how, because if I had to make a decision right now, it may not make the best decision. Right. I agree. Because I'm kind of hungry, Jim. And, I, you know, I'd be like, can I have a cheeseburger? I wish for a cheeseburger, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to read or have absolutely everything you do be live streamed for everyone to watch? I think I would not want the world in this head. So, um, so I can, I can be, I can out, you know, I just because, you know, up there sometimes there's still, you know, the little committee and, uh, and lots of, now there's I outward think. sarcasm, but there's internal sarcasm. Yes. You know, there's a lot of what the F <laughs> it, 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 I just think for the, for my personal safety and everyone else's feelings, it would be best, you know, what was that? Not the Truman the show? Bubble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Truman so, show. so if I had to live in the Truman show, mm. I would live in the Truman show because <laughs> the bubble would be a dangerous thing. Probably. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> if someone needed to get in touch with FHE health, they were having a problem or just needed some guidance or direction. What's the best way to do that? Well, um, I would say this, we do have a number. We have a, uh, it's 833-591-1578. That's 833-591-1578. And the website is feherehab.com. So okay. it's feherehab.com. And that is for both mental health and substance use disorder. I don't know if you know this, but we have an amazing amazing first responder program called Shatterproof. And it's a specific program. It's not a track. It's not like they right. go into other populations. Um, it's for first responders, military, police, firemen, um, you know, those folks who, emergency doctors, you know, like those folks who have dealt with kind of crisis related uh, relationships, especially in their jobs. Um, right. And so, we have shatterproof. We have. We also have some some neurological neurostimulation stuff. So so we do addiction treatment. We do mental health treatment. Sunlight program is the one that program that works for with insurance. So that's okay. the program that works specifically with um you know all the major insurances. We also do what they call neuro rehabilitative therapy, which is um 
Nor- you got to come up with some names mapping. that are easier to, to say. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I feel like, and one of the things that attracted me to FHE Health was their ability to be forward thinking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have somebody that does breath work. And, you know, sometimes programs put things on a website because they look good, but like I've legitimately seen people in these programs. <laughs> So, you know, like they say, we have a first responder program, but they have like a meeting, a track in the regular program. We have a first responder program in which they are separate from everybody else. It's specifically them and looking at their needs. And, and, and actually we have, um, we have folks that work with us all over the country, um, with our shatterproof program. So I'm really proud of that, but, um, it's fherehab.com. Okay. And it's cool. 833-591-1578. Reach out. Our admissions Reach department out. is really, they're really good guys. And they can, and again, it's mental health. It can be primary mental health. So no substance use. It could be duly diagnosed. It could be mental health and substance use. And we also just do substance use disorder treatment. So it's okay. any three of those. Okay. A little bit of everything. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. It was really good to talk to you, Jim. <laughs> so I was happy. When you asked, I was I was just really happy. Because uh, um, it's cool. good to see your face. And, and yeah. you know, we've been around a while, Jim. I know. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us on The Hydrant. The Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteel.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steel with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at the Hydrant.